Hello, this is episode 285 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Reddy. This episode is on splinching your soul and working from an open-hearted space. It's kind of in two hats. I struggled to record a podcast for you this week, as I normally stay in a vacuum to do my work, or I read ideas that are quite tangential to it. I remember when I started this school, people were like, have you read this teaching method or that one? and kept sending me material, and I refused to read it, and I wanted to create from my own internal sort of sense of knowing my own truth. I wanted to prove the ideas that I knew that were inside of me. I also think it's vital to share all of our inspiration. I get quite upset when people don't do this, and a lot of people do it with the material that I put out in the world, and it took me a while to to wrestle with this, because I realised that I work in quite a thankless space and that if you really are unconditional, I've spoken about this before, that in some ways people shouldn't ever really be able to even chart their growth back to you. So there's an aspect of putting everything out freely and wanting people to take it and grow with it. But similarly, when I do take inspiration from other places myself, I find it really important to acknowledge that work. And so I sign a workshop all week And although it hasn't really changed me, and I sat there most of the week and thought, I do this and I do that, and maybe that's why I do this. Well, that's another reason why I feel a bit out of sync with everybody. But I'm keen that by osmosis, I don't just turn that workshop into my work. So I'm going to include a link in the description to the liberation framework that I've been attending. I'll include the general link to what I registered to because I'm sure that will take you into the system for the next stages in the process. I've had to take the word enough out of my notes as somehow it has wormed into my brain since yesterday's session. And that's what I mean, like you don't always realise the impacts of something and so I think it's important to acknowledge like what you are reading and what you are attending and who you are listening to and so on because you really don't understand what you're managing to separate out and what you're not. Which is ironic because this podcast is on the idea of splinching and creating an overprotective bubble. So what is splinching? It's that third or fourth transition phase I keep talking about because it's the hardest part. It's the part of this journey that hurts the most. You have a core, you know your truth, but you choose to do what I call spins in the labyrinth. And I drew you a little image for this on the blog, and I'll include a link to it in the description. But you leave a part of yourself in the centre of the labyrinth, and you take a part of yourself to others to fit in, to keep them happy, to be part of the gang. And it hurts like hell, and nothing flows. You know who you are, you know what your dreams are, you know what your core is, you know how you tick. But you keep splinting yourself, which I've taken from Harry Potter. It's this idea that when they apparate from one space to another, and particularly when they're training to do it in the Great Hall and they're trying to apparate into hoops, people leave legs and stuff behind. And it really hurts and everyone has to brush over and put them back together. And you do this over and over on this journey and you often do it in different ways with different groups of people. And you're constantly searching to find people to align and to meet with your sort of core, but you're too afraid to stand in the truth of that. And you're too afraid that you won't be liked for it, or that you won't ever find people to align with. 
is that you're afraid that you're going to be left alone. And that's why that donut space that I talk about is an exceptionally lonely place. It's a place where you start to strip everything out of your life that was comfortable. And I did this a number of years ago now. And when I finally sort of forgave myself, and when I took out my notebooks at the time, and I realized that I'd actually done this in full awareness, and the main notebook was even purple. And I wrote, if you traveled to yourself, to your pure self, would you then radiate out to the world? I even drew my donut. And that was almost a decade ago now. It was, a, it was a truly insightful experience for me to go back and see that I had done that. And interestingly, it's when I started out on the next part of this podcast, the difference between an open-hearted space and working from a protected zone. And I often call this road testing my core. And one of my soul tribe tells me is so I could feel my humanness to help others through, which is probably a very true point because I don't think that I had gone through the sort of pain of splinching until I did that. And I don't think I really understood just the depths of how much it hurt, how much it hurt to not be truthful to yourself, to know so much and not stay true to that. Do you need so much to, to fit into the world and to fit into certain groups and to have a certain recognition or a certain level of success or attainment or whatever words you want to put on it that you would become something else and just how painful that was for me. So this open-hearted space, I used to feel every time I recorded a podcast that I was going to be literally crucified, just persecuted in some way or another. Everyone was jumping off a cliff in some way to stand in my truth because the space I work from is incredibly open and it all hurts. And I never understood the ways that other people close down their energy. And in the past, when I was trying to work with people who functioned from this place of protection and this closed-off space, it was very disorientating for me. I couldn't really form proper connections with people. Or I was always conscious of when people, for instance, needed to hear from me. I was very conscious of energetic connections to people I was working with. In fact, it's funny, there's an email in my inbox I haven't opened this morning, and the person has said in it, I think you're psychic because you emailed me on the day I gave up my job. And it's quite normal for me to do that. Well, people have all sorts of systems to protect their energy. And what that really means is that it shuts them down from connection and it closes them off in the world in a way. It doesn't just protect their energy. It means they're not sharing their energy. And yes, it means I'm open to it all. And it means that I hurt. It means that the negativity that's sent to me, that I feel it. But it also means, I'm sorry, it also means that I work from a place of sharing and sharing energy. And even sharing the journey and sharing the material that I put out in the world and sharing holding people to navigate that and use it for whatever purpose they want to and hope that it's a good purpose. And it's taken me years to understand that my experiences of being bullied are all related to this and that even some of the more toxic families and organizations I've worked with in recent years, that this has been a big part of this, that it's been the reaction to how I am in the world and my openness that has actually triggered much of it. But there can be a protection in what I call brilliance. And I think this is the journey that I've been on, to understand that I how to be open and not close this off and not work from a place of protection. 
but also how to step forward and to not feel like every time I record one of these podcasts that I'm jumping off a cliff. And that, you know, the light can be shattering in situations as well. Like I've always known that there's an element of a spotlight which shines on, you know, the cracks in people's facades and they don't feel comfortable with that and there's a reaction to it. But similarly, you can get so bright and so whole and stop splinching yourself. And I'm going to say something quite controversial here. This is not a white way of being in the world. And interestingly, the only people that I've heard speak of this are either black or brown. And the top people at the moment that spring to mind are Gandhi, Martin Luther King, John Lewis, Reverend James Lawson, Alice Walker, Octavia Butler. And there is an exception to this, which is Jane Goodall, who is the one white person that jumps out to me. And actually Gloria Steinem as well. And I think her link has been more through indigenous people as well. But Jane Goodall had an obsession with Africa growing up from the time she was a small child. And there's an image that I include in the blog post from a cathedral in France that I can't read the name of. And I first read about that in a book of hers called Reason for Hope, where she talked about quite a spiritual experience that took place at that site. And then later I found the image to the labyrinth in a book by Alice Walker called The Same River Twice, which took some hunting to find. But white druids died with their doctrine, shattering their heart space. And I believe this is the root of many of the challenges that we face. This way of being in the world, in openness, in truth, in being able to truly connect with others, but not having to become them, and not having to continually splinch ourselves and morph ourselves into something else for other people's comfort. And that you can hold people in openness. And that's a huge journey that I've been on. And it's a journey that I'm starting to attract others to me now to go on the same journey, which I think is really exciting. It feels like really meaningful work.